Hi, I'm Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. I'm also the podcast host of Invest in Her and an award-winning producer, author, and TEDx speaker. Our show, Invest in Her, features phenomenal female founders and funders. As you know, women receive less than 2% of venture capital funding. Our series is about accelerating the funding of women by connecting them to funding resources. Let's meet today's guest. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as you know, every week we have on exciting guests. They are either uh, funders or their founders looking for funding, um, just amazing women. And today we have on the founder and general partner of Coyote Ventures. I'd like to welcome to the show, Jessica Carr. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hi, Catherine. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And I just want to mention that we met just recently uh, through our mutual friend, uh, Alicia Castillo-Holly of Wealthing VC. And uh, so happy that that happened. That was, a, that was a fun, happy hour. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't give away all our secrets. <laughs> 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 but yes, it was. Um, so anyway, I, I, you know, I definitely want to talk about Coyote Ventures because everybody's going to want to hear about your venture capital fund. So excited. More and more women are starting their own funds. Um, really hail to you because it's no easy feat. So we're going to talk all about, you know, what you invest in and why you started it and all that great stuff. But first, I just want to get a little bit of your background because it's so fascinating. Uh, you were the number 12 employee at Impossible Burger. True. Yeah. I, yeah. I was a biochemist, a PhD dropout. Uh, finished my master's and said, uh, I'm going to go do something that I can work with my hands and see the product really. So I um, really cared also about um, sustainability and, uh, and and food. I love food, eat all the time. So it was a, it was a very fun job. It was, it was started by a Stanford biochemist and uh, been very successful. So I'm yeah, that's happy. super cool. I mean, I love Impossible Burgers. I never thought I could eat something that wasn't an actual burger. When you started there, were you vegan? No, I've never actually been vegan. I'm born and raised in Texas. I did not know what vegan even meant. Um, I mean, obviously learned over time, but uh, yeah, so I, um, I, I was part of the flavor team. So I actually became an expert in, in meat flavor and Part of our tasting panels, we were actually um, needing to compare to meat. And that's, you know, even some vegans say that it's so meat-like that not all vegans like it. Um, are, are you vegan? I am not. And I do like beef. And I was really surprised at what mm -hmm. a great product Impossible Burger put out. Like, you really can't tell the difference. I mean, it's amazing. I can um, tell because I'm an expert, but it's it, it's still getting it's getting better all the time. They still have, you know, a big research department working on it. So yeah, yeah no, like anything it's, it's a work in progress but of all the ones i've tasted i would say impossible i think is the best um so your your journey into that so there you work there i think for six years um uh did you decide to move on to do this or was there an exit like what was the story there there were several stops along the way still waiting for the exit so you know we'll let you know 
Uh, I basically realized I love the early stage. So my favorite part of Impossible was, you know, the first year of like, you know, we would actually like go to the field and pull out plants and uh, we were, you know, doing all this exploration and uh, this, the team was so small. We were all doing everything all the time. Um, I love that scrappiness and creativity. So once it launched and it was in scale up mode, I just didn't find myself as engaged. I found that everybody was really siloed on their own projects. Um, and so I, I wanted to do something early stage again. Um, so I was doing an MBA also and kept working with like idea stage startups for a while. So for two years, I worked with about a dozen companies, most of them idea stage. And it started on the product innovation side, uh, but easily translated into funding because that's what they needed the most before they needed like product work. Um, so, so I learned about a lot on the funding side, met a lot of investors um, on the side of like helping, you know, those companies raise. And then I said, well, I can really scale my impact a lot better by being the investor and looking at a lot of these overlooked areas because a lot of the, the what I was seeing was, you know, the investors keep investing in, in sort of the same thing that they've seen successful. So like impossible pave the way for more plant-based foods. But I think that, that a lot of things that were really new and innovative were still being overlooked. Um, and then I started to see women's health as a huge part of that overlooked area. Yeah. And speaking of that, I know through Alicia, who we just mentioned, uh, that they've just invested in something called Planting Hope, which is all run by women. And uh, their products are like sesame milk and things mm -hmm. that don't use as much water as almond milk. And it's all fascinating. It really is. More and more people are moving in that plant-based direction, if not totally, at least, you know, one or two days a week or one or two meals a day, right? It's mm -hmm. definitely moving in that direction because it's better for the environment. And many people will say it's better for your health. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really cool that you've been in that space and that you now are creating your own fund. So let's talk about that coyote ventures. Tell me, where are you at? How much are you raising? I know you're undoubtedly looking for uh, LPs and limited partners, investors, and uh, family offices and so forth, right? Uh, so tell me a little bit about, you know, how my you started it and where you're at right now. Yeah, so I, I was, uh, after working with a lot of companies, I moved to the investing side I worked briefly with a celebrity on his sort of angel portfolio and he was gearing up also wanting to launch a fund. So a lot of that sort of how you turn it from an angel to a fund um, and, and was generating a lot of deal flow uh, under his umbrella. And that was 2020s when a lot of women's health um, companies were starting to really emerge. So before that, there were there were a few that sort of paved the way a lot of the ones that did so were in like fertility and maternal health, but then there's all these other sort of more taboo areas where, you know, early funding was really difficult. Um, so I, I was really excited about sexual wellness. Um, I met Maud when they were raising their seed round and now we've invested um, in their series A out of Coyote, for example. Um, so I would say that there were some areas of like, you know, it, it is somewhat taboo to talk about like women's sexuality or menopause or periods, um, but it, it's so important. So I would say some of the companies are also like 
advancing a lot of these these conversations and so that was that was part of the inspiration of you know we start the fund we do these really critical investments but we're also you know benefiting society by saying like we can talk about these things like we just haven't been because the patriarchy says not to basically so um yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and and people, uh, as we've talked about, you know, women uh, or people tend to invest in people they identify with. So it's mm-hmm. unlikely that, and, and the majority of uh, of investors are are white males, uh, older white males, and so you know, obviously, they're not going to relate to someone creating something about a menstrual period or uh, women's yeah. sex or something. Like there was one uh, company, Vaginal Microbiome, who she told me she was going into the investment committee all male partners and one of them on the elevator said please don't say vagina in the meeting and she's like but it's it's about the microbiome of the vagina like that's what my whole company's doing like it's not that she you know we're not being inappropriate here we're saying these are body parts um and and talking about these body parts and the sort of problems we're addressing within is part of the critical part of the innovation and you can't uh you know fund these things without understanding the problem and so especially this early stage, like getting them, you know, funded, then they have the numbers of the traction, um, the revenue and all the things that, you know, could get them, you know, the funding later on. But in early stage, you have to understand the problem. Yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example. People tend to uh, invest in people they identify with, which is why, and we're saying this in our new movie coming out, Show Her the Money, is that that's why we need more women at the decision-making table investing in women. So thank goodness for more female-founded venture capital funds like yours, Coyote Ventures, for them to jump into this arena to be able to invest in other women. Why did you decide to focus on health, women's health and wellness? Was it that you felt like that was really an underserved niche uh, that was being funded? Definitely. When I was um, working with that celebrity, I would see a lot of these deals. I would just realize like how innovative these companies are, how talented these founders are. And yet they are raising, you know, a fraction of, you know, the round size, fraction of the valuations. Uh, they they really need the funding. Um, and I, I was meeting with all of them. I, I and, and even, you know, I have a, a partner who has the podcast, uh, FemTech Focus, and she always asks at the end, like, what's needed for this industry to succeed? And, you know, 99.9% of the the answer is funding. And so, you know, I really cared about um, advancements in these areas. I, you know, a lot of us go through something personal and related to health as well. So on my personal end, that intersected time-wise exactly when I was starting to see these deals, um, I was going through some issues related to sexual wellness, did a lot of research on my own, and just through that research started to see the innovations just in that area just saying, you know, not all of us have this sort of like Trojan and Durex type of, you know, those are aimed at like 20 year old college guys. But yet, you know, um, I was I was doing some research, learning about orgasm gaps, you know, that that, you know, like we we kind of all frame in our minds what sex is based off of these stories that are created, you know, by men and sort of centered around that. Yeah, I I love it, and and everybody's afraid to talk about it. So good for you, Jessica. <laughs> um, and so and so you started um, Coyote Ventures to fund early stage uh, women's health and wellness 
products? Is it just tech or is it tech and actual consumer products? Like, what do you all focus on? So maybe someone out there listening has, you know, what it is uh, that you're looking for that and they need the funding. Definitely. Uh, we have a, a mixed portfolio of consumer, digital health, and biotech. Um, right. so on the biotech side, we're not doing therapeutics. Uh, we're not doing med devices. I would say they're more leveraging biotechnology uh, for you know a product. Um, the most biotech-related deal we have is a, a endometriosis diagnostic. Um, for the most part, we're not doing a lot of highly regulated, you know, FDA approved needed areas, but this one we felt like was really impressive and really important. Um, we have a few consumer products, um, and then what we're really focused on right now is, is digital health products, um, really focused at specific point solutions. So, for example, one of ours is um, for gestational diabetes. Um, and they're helping women understand and track, you know, blood glucose levels, what they eat, um, how their exercise plays a role. Um, and I think these digital health solutions, you know, that are HIPAA compliant, recommended by the health providers, um, and eventually, you know, payer reimbursement. I think that that's, that's an area where, you know, there's just a ton of point solutions in women's health that that will really, you know, scale um, and have huge impact. Absolutely. I just spoke to a woman uh, recently who has some sort of um, uh, biotech product for um, people with Parkinson's and MS. I think that's fascinating. And um, I don't know if you know, um, in our in our movie, uh, Show Her the Money, we actually have a woman that has created, and, and they're using AI to do this online, that measures women uh, for their bras when they've had a mastectomy or a lapectomy mm -hmm. or whatever. And um, I think that's a really cool solution. Uh, so um, maybe I can connect you two. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, so early stage means uh, what level are they at? It's beyond just a concept. It actually is a business that started yeah, past idea stage, usually there's a, you know, MVP, and even if it's an early developed, you know, tested with a couple users. Um, an MVP meaning? Minimum viable product. Okay, uh, so, uh, we'd love to tell people the late terms. Yes, I'm sorry, I try to avoid the acronyms, but okay. I did that one. Uh, yeah, usually they have some form of product that, that's been, you know, developed, and a lot of times someone on the founding team's you know, able to do that. Um, I think that that's a good way to do it. Um, I see some, you know, companies that have an idea and want to raise 3 million for product development, but I, I think that that's, you know, putting, it's not very capital. Uh, yeah. Efficient. Efficient. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you, so you decided to do the health and wellness because of your own personal desire to do that. Like that was, you know, like your own issues and stuff. My like that... own personal really intersected with me seeing the business opportunity. And that also intersected with the sort of impact opportunity as well. So coming from like sustainability, working on, you know, plant-based foods, um, it's a very white male world, that one. And I, I also saw how a lot of, you know, the goals to improve the world, mitigate climate change. It's it's not very inclusive world. And I, um, you know, I know like Project Drawdown showing 
educating women and girls is in the top five of how to advance, um, you know, climate change goals, for example. And I just said, you know, no one's really working on this side of empowering women. Uh, or not no one, but it's like relative to that world, they're not connected. Um, and so I, I really wanted to connect those dots and bring awareness of like, you know, how important the gender equality side is. Um, and, you know, not just for the means to an end of like mitigating climate change, but because our lives matter. And just the fact that we can't talk about, you know, periods, it's like more like that's perpetuating this issue. Right. And to have a venture capital fund they can go to and feel free to talk about these things freely is is, is such a wonderful thing that you're doing um, and opening doors for women that otherwise aren't getting funding. How much are you currently raising with this fund? The target's 10 million. 10 million. You know, I always like really applaud women starting their own venture capital funds. I mean, to raise $10 million is amazing. I know you can do it. Um, this uh, and, and more and more women uh, need to look into venture capital as a way to invest at least part of their portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, not only can it be very lucrative, but it's good to, um, you know, put your um, funding into um, impact investing, where you're making a difference in the world, you're getting behind women with great ideas, you know, with us getting less than 2% at the moment, uh, it's venture capital funds uh, started by women like yours, uh, mm -hmm. that's going to help move that needle, but only if we have more women getting into being angel investors, which of course in a fund is called a limited partner. And it's so uh, such a great way for people to dip their toe in to go with someone smart like yourself who has a great track record of this, who's vetting who you're mm -hmm. investing in and very excited about it. And so it's not something they have to really know a lot about. They just pull their funding with the other people in the fund. Like a, it's like I always say, it's like a mutual fund. They put their money in a mutual fund. It's really no different um, when they're putting it in a venture capital fund that has a general partner like yourself that is yeah. vetting it and very, uh, you know, astute as to what is a uh, company that's more likely to succeed. And we all know women's companies uh, tend to succeed at a higher rate than men's, making it a great investment, right? Yeah. I mean, we're building generational wealth, you know, for our founders, for ourselves, for our limited partners. And, and that's sort of the submission that, that's part of, you know, our overall mission on, on the health and, you know, gender equality side. But a submission is like this generational wealth that that is possible through, venture capital. Um, and definitely, as you said, there's a lot of advantages to, to uh, investing in a fund versus angel investing because, you know, I'm spending my, you know, full days generating deal flow, picking the best deals, making the tough decisions. That's one part. And then the other part is, you know, portfolio support. We spend a ton of time on that as VCs. We're, you know, building our network of, you know, the healthcare payers and providers, the retailers, the folks that, that we need to introduce our companies to to get to the next level, as well as other investors. So I think that's a big gap that, you know, some angels can can have a, a really good impact in sort of their area of where they're experienced. But I think funds are really thinking through like every area of what a company needs and how to support that. So so you do have, you know, a, a higher likelihood of, of success when you are focused on Picking the best companies and figuring out how to help them. 
Right. Not just giving them funding, but giving them support, contacts, connections to help them grow, consulting. Yeah, 100 percent. I like I always love to hear about hands on uh, general partners like yourself. Um, so how do people get a hold of you, Jessica? I take it you are on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my my top uh Top way, yes. I and it's Jessica K A R R for those that are correct. just listening. Yes, correct. LinkedIn. Um, uh, if companies are pitching, we also have a form on our website, so we do look at deals that, that come in through there as well. So great. So if somebody has a health and wellness product that they think you might want to get behind, it's early stage, and mm -hmm. they need some funding, they could certainly reach out to you either on LinkedIn or on your website. Yeah, website's good if you have the whole, you know, pitch deck to send, LinkedIn messages. I, I tell them to go to the website. So, yeah. Right. So, and it's coyoteventures.com? Coyote.ventures. 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 Beautiful. Okay, so now you know where to find Jessica. And uh, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn, Catherine Gray. Uh, we have an Instagram, Catherine Gray, invest in her. And then of course, you can visit our website for resources, which is sheangelinvestors.com. We thank you all for tuning in. Uh, remember, if you have not become an angel investor yet, you could check out uh, coyote.ventures and uh, talk to Jessica about what it would entail to become a part of that VC world and be an investor. If you're looking for investment, you can also visit her if you're in that early startup in the health and wellness arena. Jessica, thanks for sharing your wealth of information. I'm cheering you on and uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks so much. It's been so fun. Thanks, everybody. Make it a great week.